Well, what's up, man? Shit, man. I don't know where to start. I got to tell you. You know what? Let's start with my Saturday adventures. Yes. Um, yes. Thank we'll you. I've there. been waiting for this story. <laughs> I mean, it's, it's nothing too crazy. It's nothing too crazy. Just, but here, here, here's this one. I, I asked you, or no, 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 I didn't ask you. I told you I'm going to need some advice. I don't know if you remember. You were drunk. <laughs> <laughs> was I? <laughs> I didn't start drunk, right? It's because of the shots I'm assuming I took. Something like that. Something okay. along the lines. I don't remember I don't, what you said word for word, but it was something along those lines. Right? I don't think I've ever been actually drunk on this pod. I mean, buzz oh, no. for sure. But uh, I'm, I'm talking about when uh, when I was texting you on a Saturday. Oh, okay. That's a much yeah. better possibility. Yes. <laughs> I was like, yeah, I need yeah. to keep it pretty professional. What what the fuck did I miss? But oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I do remember you messaging me. I think I was out at the bar. And I, was it the Snoop Dogg gif where I was just like, Yes, yeah, 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 yeah. It, was, it was, it was, it was. <laughs> I had the juice in my hand. I was like, oh, you need some advice. That's fucking dope. I'll definitely help out with that. But yes, I do recall that it's after that moment is when I, I can't help out what's yeah, supposed to happen that night. Understood. Good night. Understood. But the whiskey ahead, had so. you. It's cool. Oh, Ooh, yeah. I was on a trip. So, um, so yeah. So we went out to eat at this Korean restaurant um on saturday it, it was first day so i didn't want to do anything too crazy so we got to the restaurant uh it's funny because we each spent like 30 minutes looking for parking that's, that's Milwaukee oh, yeah. for you downtown more east side of milwaukee for you uh one thing i really appreciated about her was that she was very flexible it took us a while to find parking like i said um yeah. and so the restaurant was saying like oh yeah we're about to close our kitchen in like 15 minutes so if, oh. she wasn't even she was still looking for parking so she was like oh, it, if damn yeah yeah so they're like yeah so if you could uh figure out what she wants and we could just get that order started boom 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 hit her up everything was smooth she came in now look now when she came in look now when she came oh. mind you this is the first time i've ever seen her in my life right first <laughs> okay. time we, we're meeting like, in person right here face to face, right. face to face face to face yeah, yeah. got it so i saw her from a distance right and i ain't even gonna play with you i was like yo she bad <laughs> I, I mean we had a feeling yes I, I was like yo she she she, she she's fine like She's fine. And she got closer. I'm like, wait, is that me? And I'm like, oh, shit, I think that's me. She had on, like, the new dress. Man, that new dress, like, it it, it bounced off with the, the color of her skin so well. <laughs> like, oh, man. <laughs> that's it. Hey, I need one of them shirts, too. <laughs> oh, with that melanin. Yes. With that melanin. You know what melanin. I mean? Melanin, yes. And so... You know, yeah, she gets there. We're, we're having a great time, great conversations. She's telling me about herself, right? Yeah. Um, I'll tell you the date first, sure. and then I'll tell you the question. Because while we were talking, the question I had for you popped up in my head. Got it. And so we ended the night off driving to uh, the beach uh, down by Bradford. Bradford? Yep. Classy. And, um, you know, it was one of those, like, park car conversations. You know, Oh, like, yeah. It was, like, 10, 9, 10 at night. We were just... We were just talking. Oh, yeah. I know that conversation. <laughs> That's very nice. And um, so the question, yeah, so long story short, yeah, we just went, but we had a great time. You know what I'm saying? Like, That's great. It was a, it was a good first date, uh, get to know you type shit. Yeah. Anyway, my question for you is, so say you and this, say you're courting this, I said courting. Courting? <laughs> we're courting again? What the fuck is wrong with me? What the we're, fuck we're, is wrong we're with We're courting me? people again? Okay. What the, what the, I don't, I, I, hey. I'm down to courts. Courts, man. Disregard that I even said that. No, no, I'm keeping that courtship all day long. We are bringing okay, okay, courtships okay, cool. back, America. We'll, all right, then we'll we'll stick with that. We'll stick with that. Yes. So say say you're courting this girl, right? Yes. And um, out of nowhere, she goes, "Oh, do you know so and so?" And you and so and so, 
I'm not going to use any Pokemon because all these Pokemon that I had, I released them all. <laughs> you feel me? So fly, I ain't gonna say- fly free. Fly. <laughs> all you Butterfree. Y- 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 y'all can go for free. All y'all Butterfree oh, go right. for free. Listen, release them all. Yes, go ahead. So what would you do if a girl asked you about a certain individual that you used to have dealings with mm-hmm. but no longer do? Mm-hmm. Um, And she tells you that they're friends. That's a two-part question. So. The, the person you had dealings with, mm-hmm. how serious was that? For me, not serious at all. <laughs> <laughs> now it's a three. Now it's a three part question. Now it's a three part question. That's three parter. That's why I'm here. That's why I'm here. So for you, it wasn't a big deal. Part two, was it a bigger deal for her? Bigger than me, yeah, bigger, bigger than, than you. But I don't know if it was a big deal either. But for sure, it was a bigger deal for her than it was for me. Um, it's a four parter now. Um. <laughs> How long since your dealings with said person? Ooh, your face says it all. It must be ancient. Okay, okay, okay. When you say dealings, you mean f- physical dealings or like... You tell me. You said dealings. So if what you, it was it for about, you? You're talking about physical dealings, then it's, it's been a while. Okay. Like, but like... Ancient. Like you said, ancient. Ancient. Okay. What about like uh, semi-talking and still kind of around, but maybe not messing around? Damn, hold up. I lied. All right, no cap, no cap. Uh, Please, no cap. Because you know what? We are on the pod, so I'm going to be completely honest with the pod. And This pod is all about honesty. You know what? I got some top for my birthday from her. All right, there you go. Okay, there okay, there okay. There okay. That was in oh, November. That was in November. That I was going to say, November. for the people who don't know it, that's in November. Okay, so, yeah. but that's all it was, though. A birthday gift. Yeah, yeah. You know, I said thank you, and she went on her way, and that's about it. that was it. Yeah. So not even this year, when we're in May now. We are in May. The reason I ask those questions, and I, I feel that your answers specifically, they really do kind of dive into how you're supposed to answer this question. Clearly, she's asking the question for, I mean, there's multiple reasons it could be. And I don't know if she actually told you the real reason for it. She grew up with a lot of Hmong people. Okay. Because she went to school with a lot of Hmong people. Cool. Uh, I'm not going to say what school she went to, but. That's fine. She went to school with Jordan Poole. Just know that. Word? Damn. Yeah, pretty cool, right? Yeah, pretty cool, right? Yeah. That's pretty cool. Uh. So we were just kind of going through like who we know, um, yeah, our mutual yeah. friends. Uh, turns out like her, one of her best friends' brothers are in like one of my group chats. Like, okay, yeah, that we, you know, what I'm saying like, like we kick it a lot. Yeah, yeah. So it started off from there, and she was like, "Oh wait, I gotta think of who else you might know." And then she started going off everyone she went to school with, and that's when she came up. So apparently, they went to school together. Mm. Um, and they were friends, but I don't think they're like super close. She was like, "Oh yeah, I see her here and there when uh, when I step out." Okay, I was just I'm, like, "Yeah, uh, I'm a uh, cool. With all her peoples <laughs> got you." So yeah, but cool, I didn't say, but not like I didn't say nothing. Yeah, I didn't say nothing about her and I. But yeah, <laughs> I mean, first night, you know, what can you do? Okay, I'm glad you said that because it helps me kind of understand the direction I would take that. So it, it, this could have been something where it was. She came in with that information that, that you know this girl and like that said girl might oh, have yeah. no, said it, something. It, definitely wasn't that. it wasn't that. It wasn't that. It wasn't yeah. that. Okay. No. Then if that's the case, honestly, this is 2023. I mean, and again, I'm speaking from a point of I have not been in the dating pool in, you know, over a decade. Thank so, God. Yeah. I, I if get it's it, I get if it's me and I'm putting myself in your shoes, mm-hmm. again, dating in 2023, if that conversation came up with the first night, I'm being a little more honest than normal. And the reason I say that nowadays it's so much more about timing. It's so much more. It seems that it's so much more about 
how much are you going to invest right out the gate? It's all in your face now. It's your Tinder and your apps and all that bullshit. I feel that with technology, it's really changed the way that people date and the way they perceive relationships, even at the beginning. Thanks. So it's it's almost, in my opinion, beneficial to get any bullshit like that out the way right out the gate. Right away. That's, that's yeah, I, I feel that. Yeah, and it's not about, like, you know, going through all your past and let's go down the laundry list of girls you've been with. I'm not saying that's what you have. But... <laughs> I was like, fuck, please don't right, stop. No, I wouldn't bust you like that. <laughs> <laughs> You'll come up with the Pokedex. You see all these entries? It's all from you. You fucking whore. <laughs> Dude, so I've been through three regions and I got I caught them all, motherfucker. No, no, no. <laughs> All I'm saying is it feels like you don't have to dig that deep into it, but it doesn't really help you to not at least talk about the elephant in the room. So if you guys have that mutual friend and there's been some dealings, but even for you, it's nothing serious. Mm -hmm. You know, I don't see the harm in being a little more open about it, being a little, especially if you like this girl. You've been talking about this girl for weeks, dude. Weeks. Man, hey, she cool, she cool, bro. Like, and, see, and I know that was the one thing we were saying. You know, we knew she was attractive, but it's like, was she cool? And you weren't going to know that until your first date. So now that no, you've man. had this date, and, you know, I'm assuming you'd want to see her again at um, some point. We, we already got the second date, like. Boom. See what I'm saying? So that that's special. Yeah. That's, that's worth the investment, I think, of being, of setting that open honesty right away. You need that structure. Mm -hmm. If this is going to yeah. go anywhere, and regardless of how you feel about it, if it's going to go anywhere, I, you got honesty is key, man. It's just honesty and communication, I think, are just the two most important things in mm -hmm. any relationship, whether you're dating or married for, you know, four decades. You have to communicate. You have to be honest. The, the surprises, the pitfalls, the trap holes, if you would, that's what kills. Boom. The trap oh, cards. I know. I know. Yeah. Because that, that exact thing, this exact thing that we're talking about right now is what... Yeah. It, it has been my downfall for since the beginning of time with women. Oh, see? So, but you got to learn. That's the thing. I mean, every hiccup you've had with women in the past, I believe has, it's all lessons. It's all learning experience. So right. if you know that, you've seen the traps ahead of time, and now you have someone who seems pretty special right away, this would be the time, I would say, testing those theories of honesty right away. We're, right we're not doing the fuckboy stuff. We're not doing the horn nah, dog nah, stuff. Nah, nah, nah. We're trying to be real, right? We're trying to be you know you know, grown-ass yeah, men. Yeah. So, like, yeah, of course. Cause, man, one, a green flag a green flag that she had that yeah. is very underrated is the fact that she didn't let me do anything with her for the first night. Hey! Oh, did you but, try? No, no, I didn't try. Oh. But it's just, it was... I felt the energy, and I, I liked it. You know, like... That's good. Because, you know, like, you've heard my stories. Like, sometimes it's like... I don't even try. Like I'm let's, exactly. I'm not trying to big. I'm not trying to talk big amongst. Yeah, myself. here we go. <laughs> but like it's like yo. Like, so, so, so I don't even. They pull my pants down. <laughs> so no, that, that's just the god honest truth. Like <laughs> I, I wish I was lying, but but I'm not. Like sometimes they pull my pants down, and I'm like, yeah, I, we already this far in, I guess. It's a hands up. <laughs> hands up, pants down. <laughs> I don't know what's happening here, but yeah. no, I don't know. It's, I'm, I'm it's funny, right? It's funny because you said that because weeks ago. I was like, I think we're talking about your strip club journeys. And I was yeah. like, dude, you have all these powers of charisma and confidence and all that stuff. And you're like, I don't have any superpowers. I'm like, you just explained what I'm talking <laughs> about. They drop your draws. Like, not the other way around. That's I, a superpower. <laughs> I, I, I don't know. Maybe it's because Venus is in Scorpio. I don't know. My sure, brother. whatever. I, man. I don't know. Whatever. Sailor Moon shit. Whatever. But... <laughs> yeah, man. All I'm saying is, 
it exists. You do have the ability to get it when you want to. So it's like, yes, if this girl is a challenge and she's making you think and she's making you have conversations like this right away after, what, two dates? That's important. That's pretty special, man. See, I I hear you. But, okay. What? Here's the the flip side. Here's the flip side. Okay. Like, at the same time, it's like, do I want to go out and show her all my cars out of way? Okay, Mm. no, no, no. Before I tell you this, before I keep going, let me just say I'm stuck between two worlds right now. All right. Okay. Um, and it's, neither of them are her fault. It's just me, um, and the experiences that 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 shaped me. I guess I get it with women. Um, and it's like I don't I don't want to show all my cards yet because it's like I feel like I'm setting myself up to get hurt if I do that. Of course, I get that. Um, and I feel like I guess if I come out and am just um completely honest about everything right away, uh. And let me make a caveat before you get too deep in that thought. I am by no means saying you should be playing all your cards right away. God, no. Mm-mm-mm-mm. You don't want to freak her out. I get it. And I'm not saying you have things to freak her out with, but right, right, right. coming up that strong right away, even if it's in yeah. a good place, you yeah, will still yeah, yeah. freak out a normal fucking woman. That's just Thanks. that's psychology. Thanks. All I'm saying is, in this particular situation where she asked you this kind of question, that's the honest part. That's it. Everything else, you got to let that shit unfold naturally. When it comes up in conversation, if you guys start talking about, you know, mutual things in your past that you can, you know, sympathize on and like get some shit from, then, you know, little, you know, trickle it, little salt bay it, just mm. a little bit. Don't come with the thunder right away. Just, yeah, yeah. my God. Like, I'm don't come with the lemon pepper right away. Just, no, not at all. Start with the pepper. You know right, what I'm saying? Just basic ingredients, salt yeah. and pepper, basic yeah. ingredients here. There are still layers to my personality that I am slowly slicing off for the wife to understand about me. It's ever evolving. It's constantly changing. Mm. And my psyche and my health and the way I perceive the universe and things around me and reevaluating my relationships outside of my marriage, like mm-hmm. those are still things that are constantly changing that my wife is still learning about me. So you should mm. never stop learning about the person you're with or the person you choose. Very but true. yeah, but definitely don't come out. <laughs> you know what? Here's a list. Raw the scroll. You know, it's not. Let's not go there. No, 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 no. Man, I didn't want you to misconstrue that. It's there's. It's all still right, a right, timing right. thing. I'm very much an all or nothing type of person. Oh yeah. You know what I mean? I and imagine. sometimes that that's that's my greatest strength, and that's also my greatest weakness. Yeah. Because I, I don't why. know. I don't know how to give less than 120. Sure. Like, percent I've been wired this way yeah. since. You know what I'm saying? Since basketball practice. You feel me? So <laughs> this is all I know. Like, right. Like, this is this is the fourth every quarter is the fourth quarter to me. I this feel is you. All I know. And I guess trying to balance that out is what's hard for me. Yeah. And I guess man, and I guess as a man, I guess that's that's what it's, I'm working on. And right we've talked about being a man and what that means as you get older. Like before. And I don't think that was even on the pod. We just talked about that in general. Yeah. And I, I strongly believe that. It is something as a society that we do address and change the male, the toxicity of being a man, especially in the dating world, trying to change old habits and trying to break stereotypes, just being a sensitive man, being, you know, knowledgeable and open and showing emotion. All that shit is is bananas. It's brand new shit that Mm -hmm. men are still trying to figure out. So I would say, don't be too hard on yourself. You've learned a lot which you were yeah, supposed yeah, yeah. to up to this point. And you, you do have to take those lessons and kind of take a back seat and go, okay, I tried this this way last time and it didn't work out. So you're saying you're, you know, fourth quarter, fourth quarter guy all the time. 
and you put it all out there, but it's like maybe, and I'm not saying don't do that, but maybe draw it back just a little bit for someone like this. You've had, yeah, yeah. You've had the reps, you've had the practice, you've done your cone drills, all that shit. Like, kind of take those lessons, get in the lab, and just, re- it's all here. You got to really internalize that struggle and go like, how do I make sure that I'm not stepping on, you know, minds, essentially, which unfortunately there's a lot of it in the dating world. So yeah, it's one day at a time, man. But I think as long as you just keep your mind on the lessons you've learned and you just try your best, I think she's in good hands, man. I think you're in good shape. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Man, I, I think I think I'm so used to just <laughs> I don't want to say this because fuck it, I'm saying anyway. Say it. Keep, I gotta keep it real. I gotta keep it real. Right, please. We hundred yeah. man. Look, I've messed normally I only mess with Hmong women. Sure. Right. We talked about that. Um and I guess Hmong women view me in a certain way. Mm. You know? You know you're preaching to the choir right now, right? Oh really? <laughs> and um, you know, they, mm. they view me in a certain type of way. And uh maybe I'm projecting that onto her. Like, oh, she's mm. gonna view me in the same way too. So I think that's why I'm so like stuck, I guess you could say, as to like knowing how much I should give, how much I should say. You know what yeah, I mean? Absolutely. Because I feel like and, and it's not her fault, like I said. But like these experiences shaped me, like I said, and I've had um I've had some situations to say oh, yeah. the least, you know. Oh yeah. And um I just I just noticed that I just really want this shit to go well because it's not often that I give this much of my energy and time to somebody. You know what I mean? Absolutely. And I think all in all, like at the end of the day, I just don't want to put, you know, so much effort into something just to not see it go through in the end. You know right. what I mean? Right. Cause that's that's also been the story of my motherfucking life too, you know? <laughs> <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Every quarter is a fourth quarter, and then you and then you fucking lose because someone right. hits, hits a game winner on the other end. Exactly. You know? In my opinion, just everything you just said right now, I think that tells you something. I think it's something where again, you are hesitant and being careful and conscious of everything you're feeling right now because you feel this way about her. And at the end of the day, you know, the whether she's Hmong or not, if mm-hmm. you feel this introspective this early into it, like I think that's a risk worth taking. And I think mm-hmm. that's something where even if it doesn't work out the way you plan, yeah, going for it with something with these kind of feelings, those that mm-hmm. you know, metal butterflies in your stomach kind of shit. <laughs> speaking from experience, and you and I have spoken, speaking mm-hmm. from somebody who used to be a very big skeptic about long-term relationships because it wasn't working for me either Mm. that feeling that was rachel for me Mm, mm, mm. that was because that's why i smile when you were talking about i'm like you sound like me like 15 years ago you you, you Mm. sound like me and that's something where at that point in my life i had you know terrible relationships like i mentioned people have cheated on me and people didn't appreciate me whatever but at some point you do have to realize and it's probably the toughest lesson to learn is that you're worthy of yeah, something special. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's no matter yeah. what's happened, you're still worthy of it. No, so, I gotta I gotta continuously tell myself that. Yes. You know, like on some real shit, I've been fucking around with a lot of hoes. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> hey. A lot of like I ain't even gonna lie, like I'm not even trying to be disrespectful to women. This right. is just let's just call it what it is. Like I've been messing with a lot of women with damn near no morals. All right. I mean, like these motherfuckers got kids and they out here sucking my dick. Right. Like, it ain't my fault. I'm just getting my dick sucked. The game you know, is the game. This is man. an example. This is right. an example. So yeah. it's like to to be with like first of all, to come out of my face and tell you, you know what, I'm done with this player. Right. 
that for me was eye opening. I was like, you know oh. what I mean? And then to come out and be like, fuck, I really fuck with this girl. Mm-hmm. Like, when's the last time I said that shit? See, I don't know, man. Just, no, I do know. Just, I know. And we're not. Let's be real here, bank bros. We do not shame hoes. If no, you're we don't, home, hey, hey we'll there's a place you. for everybody. Look, you would have had a place in my heart just three months ago, three, four, five months ago. See? You know what I mean? Like, no judgment here. Just no, be no. a proper one, and I'll be a proper customer, and we good. <laughs> but you're right though it's like that's exactly what it is is that is that stage of life even for the girl who you know the ladies you were dealing with for them is that's probably just a life stage too everybody has that stage it's fine yeah, like yeah. You guys are, you're young you're still in your 20s like there's no shame in the game that again that being said though like you said you do get to a point where it's not fulfilling anymore mm-hmm. it's it's what else is there i need something deeper i need something more meaningful mm-hmm. so I, I think exploring that there's it's terrifying, trust me, but it's also worth it. The really mm. scary situations where you feel that way, man, those are few and far between. And you talk about we talk about tribal and races like black people and mungs who like I think you said <laughs> mung breaded people. <laughs> Sounds like a damn appetizer, but. Like you said, like Hmong people look at you a certain way, yeah. And black people have looked at me a certain way my entire life, you know. As you, as we talk about, I'm a little bougie. I speak very clearly and concisely. I've always used big words, even when I was a kid. And that all sounds like a knock on black people, but it's really not. It's Mm-mm. I've always just been different. I went to mm-hmm. predominantly Jewish schools because my mom mm-hmm. worked really hard and got me into those schools so I can have a better education. So because mm-hmm. of that. You know, even growing up, I used to grow up where you lived and everything. And my cousins were all out in, you know, Valite and fucking Hampton and all that shit. Like fucking me and Hakeem went to school together. Exactly. You went to school with my brother. So like I've he's always been widely accepted. My other brothers, widely accepted. I was the oldest and I was the least popular. Like (laughs) I don't know how that fucking worked, but that's that's how it fucking worked. So I understand and what I talked about before saying like I've only really dated you know, Caucasian and a few Asian here and there. That's mm-hmm. a two-way street. It's not because I don't like black women. It's literally because they look at me a certain way. They hear me speak one sentence and they're like, oh, you're not hood enough for me. Like, or some bullshit listen. like that. Right, some <laughs> bullshit. You know how many times I've been called white in my life by white people? Like, <laughs> like every, by white people. Right. Every fucking time. Like black people, I, I understood it. But like white people are like, wow, you're really white. I'm like, motherfucker, like Okay, I guess what the fuck are longest, you? right for the longest time I took it as a compliment because it's like they're saying it like, Oh, you're very proper. Oh, you fit in with my family very well. It mm-hmm. took me a long time to understand that's actually a fucking insult, but they don't mean it to be one. Right, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's it's because they're surprised by it. That's yes. more a blanket kind of racist thing to say because you expect no. me to come that's in with exactly, a certain energy. That's exactly what it is. Right. So and we won't deal with all that today. That's a whole layer of a conversation. But I know what you mean when it comes to dating inside your race and the pressure of trying to fit in a certain mold so that mm-hmm. the people you grew up with don't look at you as different. Right. Right. What I'm saying is this is your life. Get rid of all that extra bullshit. Mm-hmm. If this girl is black and she makes you feel all these tinglies, hey, that's, mag- that's magic. That's that's all there is to it. Yeah. No, I I think that's something I needed to hear because, to be honest, I, I think uh, 
I think this is just showing me like there's a lot of shit that I need um purge personally. Yep. You know? It's um, the hardest thing to do is be introspective and diagnose yourself yeah. and fix what you those flags that you had in the past. It's yeah, the hardest yeah. fucking thing to do. Once you get to and it's and don't get me wrong, let's say you marry this girl. It's oh, a shit. constant battle. It's a constant yeah. change. It will never ever end. You have to keep evolving. We talk about Pokemon all the time. Mm-hmm. You don't. You have more than three stages here, brother. You you're a Charizard now. That's a Mega evolved. X you need and a y. Mega. You need to <laughs> Gigantamax. All that bullshit. You got to keep growing. That's the only way you have successful relationships. True. No, that's constant facts. growth. That's very true. And yeah. man, it's it's one step at a time. Absolutely. It starts baby steps. It starts inside. Right here. I got. I got. I got. Like you said, I, I got to go in and yeah, man. Purge all this shit that I I, I subconsciously held on to for for whatever reason. All yeah, man. And it's I'll be trust right. me. I sympathize, and I again I go through it every single day. Even at my level, man, I still go through it. It's, every day is different. Bro, that's like you said. It's just life. It's just life. All you can do now is focus on her. And if you guys are gonna build something, honesty and communication is the pillar of what you build it on. Nothing else. Trust, of course, but I think trust comes with honesty <clears throat> and communication. So, oh, absolutely, yeah. That's absolutely. the ground you build that shit on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. For yeah, sure. man. For sure. Yeah. Should Damn. we talk about some sports? Oh shit! Yeah, that was that. That was deep right away. Yeah, that was. <laughs> I'm Let's... glad though. I liked it. We need more content like that. And like we said, people, we are fast approaching a time where there's going to be baseball. That's really about it. Maybe maybe some NASCAR for you. Preseason like basketball. I mean, sure. I mean, no, no, summer league basketball. Yeah, there we go. <laughs> uh, the point being, get ready for some deeper conversations. It, it, it's coming. It's coming. Some high level conversations. They're That's coming. right. Uh, you should start the music, sir. One, two, three. <laughs> <laughs> That's usually your cue. I like the audio cue. I'll play the music because when I go back to editing, I go, "Oh, music right here." He tells me yeah. exactly when to play it. Yep, <laughs> it'll be that time. That's right. So, Man. welcome back, folks. Man. This is the Bank Bro Show. My name is Siege. That is Ryan. I'm Ryan. As Glad he to be back. His water. I'm telling you, I'm back on the jug again, dude. This has been like <laughs> two of these a day, like That's 128 ounces. I'm very. Hey, proud what, of what's that sticker? What's that sticker? Oh, I got a lot of them. So, uh, which one are you talking about? The Bones coffee? No, no, no. The, the one in the front. The, the guy, the guy, the guy. Oh, this one? Oh, there he is. <laughs> that's, that's Prison Mike, boy. Everybody knows Prison Mike. <laughs> yeah, I was, I was trying to figure out who it was. I'm like, wait, is that Nipsey? <laughs> <laughs> it might, you know what? It, it might as well be. 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 The resemblance is uncanny. No, man. <laughs> Prison Mike, that's the mentality I have when I drink my water. Gotta man. do it like they do in the fucking hood, man. In the fucking jail. <laughs> Up in the bars, man. That's how you do it. That's how I got to do it. The other stickers I got says, uh, not today, Satan. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. And then, yeah, Bones Coffee, my sponsor, personally. I love their coffee. I would love for them to sponsor this show. It's the best Bones coffee. coffee. It's Bones the best coffee. coffee I ever had. I had so much merch from them already. So Bones, they can... Hey, that's per- you drink it, right? Absolutely. I look like Bones. It's perfect. It's perfect. It's perfect. 
Perfect. Bro, hey, come on down, Bones. Since, since, since we since you're talking about sponsorships, uh, hey, fried, fried extracts. Hey, hit me up. <laughs> hit me up, bro. That's like a hey, second I'm, appearance for fried. All right, I'd I be I'd be chiefing this like all day. You know what I'm saying? In the oh, crib, I know it. It made you it made you kind of blow the tagline last week. So I know that's good product. Yeah, was, you got there. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you were. Wasn't supposed to happen. Fried. That was hilarious. Y'all got a two. Y'all get the man a half dosage, please. Like, what the hell? I think that alone already sold oh, uh, yeah. plenty of pins nationwide. Yeah. Oh, he coughing off that? Oh, yeah. And, and, he, and he a stoner? Oh, yeah. The video alone. The video alone <laughs> was absolute gold. Oh, my absolute God. Absolute gold. Oh, yeah. But while we're still here, we are still in the middle of a bunch of sports going on right now. I know we discussed NBA for the last few weeks, but guess what? We're going to keep going. Because we are chugging along to the finals. We'll get there. But first, let's talk some boxing. All right. So you want to go Lomachenko and Devin Haney, right? Of course I do. Wait, hold on. You want me to take this one away? I know you've been waiting to talk about it. You go right ahead. All right, man. So let me start with the fight. This was one of the most technically sound fights I've ever watched live in my life. Live mm-hmm. from the TV. Not not there. But... <laughs> one day. Man, one day. We will be there color commentating one day. It's going to happen. Um, and man, I enjoyed everything that I saw. I thought it was a very close, um, close fight. Uh, Haney was catching Loma with a lot of body shots that I think a lot of people missed. Mm-hmm. Uh, Lomachenko, um, he caught Devin with a lot of, fl- uh, flurries. Oh yeah. Big time. Um, big time. You know, th- Loma looked fast. His hands looked active. I just wish he kind of let him go more. And I, I, I know why he didn't. Cause it, it, it's kind of hard to let your hands go when you're going against a, a, a a taller fighter that's so calculated and smart like Devin Haney is. So I I, I understand that. But I think yeah. Lomachenko would have won the fight on the cards had he let his hands go more. Because I think he landed mm. the I thought he landed the bigger shots. Yes. Um, and the more effective shots. I think Haney I don't I don't have the numbers in front of me. I don't really care for him. But in my You know eyes, I do. <laughs> yeah, I know you do. I just go straight <laughs> off optics. And I oh, feel yeah. like from what I've saw, Haney hit him with more shots, period. Yes. Um, you're not wrong. Say, yeah, Haney oh, had no. Nope. Haney had uh 27 of his total shots that landed versus Lomachenko with 22 percent. Uh, and the jab game a little more even, 10.6 percent to 11.6 percent. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, the power punches Haney did have a bigger advantage. It was 41 and a half percent to Lomachenko's 30.3. So you're right. I think. Lomachenko had the flashier power punches, but yes. Haney was definitely delivering where it counted. Yes, yes. Haney, if this was basketball, Haney was getting a lot of layups and free throws. Lomachenko would hit you with that curry. You know exactly. what I mean? Exactly, yes. So, <clears throat> um, fight goes down to the wire, obviously. Uh, Lomachenko yeah. takes over during the later rounds. Um, and that's where I thought Lomachenko separated himself from Devin Haney on my unofficial scorecards. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, I thought in round, I think it was uh, 11 specifically. I thought Lomachenko came out firing, and I yep. thought he took the fight over in that round. I now, agree. Haney came out and had a strong round 12. Don't get me wrong. He did. But I thought Lomachenko's round in uh, the previous one, round 11, was overwhelming. Overwhelming yep. Haney in that 12, even though Haney had a great 12 round. That's right. And so when when I heard the first uh, scorecards, uh, first judge scored it. For Devin Haney, 116, 112. 116, 112. Mm. That's a blowout. That's a blowout. Mm. People, okay, okay. That's four rounds. You're telling yes. me Devin Haney <laughs> walked this man by four rounds? Now, the other two, 
113-115, cool. Whatever. Yep. Cool yep. That. It was a close fight, like I said. You give it a Haney, cool. Absolutely. But 116-112. That's the sound of money being made. That's the sound that's of Las Vegas, it. Nevada. That's what that is. <laughs> that is someone saying, fuck this. I'm not doing anything legitimate. It's going to be Haney. He had yes. no doubt, which is absolute horse shit. Absolute horse shit. Oh, I thought, my God. I thought. I thought it should have been at best for Devin Haney. At best, a split decision win for Devin Haney. I would have been cool with that. Yep. Um, I thought for sure one judge would give Lomachenko the win. I did as well. That's, Damn. and I'm glad you said because I was going to ask you because the biggest news about this fight and everyone's been talking about it was it rigged? Did Lomachenko get robbed? I don't. Okay, okay, okay. I want to be very careful when I say this because I, I don't want to take anything away from Devin Haney because I can definitely see why people would think he won the fight. So I don't want to dispute that. Mm. I'm disputing the, the fucking score. There's no way in hell two eyes that worked, or even if you have two eyes with glasses to help you see, <laughs> there's no way you can watch that fight and tell me Devin Haney won by four rounds. There's nope. just no way. No. Nope. Two rounds, one round, cool. I get it. But sure. fucking four? You saying he got walked? <laughs> you saying he got walk. his ass whooped? Like, I'm, I wish I could. You know what I should have done? I need to get a researcher for one. And for two, <laughs> what I should have done was I should have researched all the fights that ended up in 116-112 just to give people the perspective of, you know, this is what a 116-112 fight looks right. like. Right. Yeah. This was a not beating. that. Yeah. This damn near a beating. Right. This was not that. Lomachenko's old ass was giving Damon Haney that work in the later round. Oh, so yeah. I don't understand the cards. Um Again, I feel terrible for Vasily Lomachenko. He's um he's appealing the, the decision with the commission, and hopefully he gets something set up where he can get a rematch. Maybe I could um, see that. They tend no. to sweep this kind of shit under the rug, and they know they know what they're doing. Because if they get a rematch, oh, Lomachenko's gonna whoop his ass. Oh yeah, yeah. If you think Lomachenko wasn't motivated before, oh, after th after this shit, if he gets a rematch, oh yeah, Lomachenko's whooping his ass. He can his belts back. That's right. Oh now I. Absolutely agree with you because this went crazy. The narrative on this fight was like boxing is dead, and this is the, the death of boxing all over again. And this is the worst robbery ever. And here, yeah, I completely agree. Pump the brakes. This was not just someone stealing the bag. This wasn't yeah. that. I also agree. I think Haney by a split decision would have made sense. I don't think anybody would have been this upset over it. Nope. And even if, if Lomachenko ended up winning over a split, fine. There's yep. justification for both. Yep. But you're yep. right. That 116 to 112 is reminiscent, and I've said this before, is reminiscent of the last time I gave the fuck up on boxing. <laughs> and that's what it is. I talked about this a little bit, and I said, I haven't watched boxing as regularly as I did as a young teenager. No, yeah. You did. In years. Because I said, Management was killing the sport. The judging was killing the sport because all of a sudden we were propping up all these undefeated fighters. It was whoever was a superstar. Those are the only guys who were getting these decisions. And yep. all and then you look at Devin Haney, who is now what thirty and zero. So yep. yeah, it's kind of the same as the last fight we just talked about. Yeah, and it's like, are we really judging these? Or are we trying to build our stars to be unbeatable megastars? Like, instead of the the amazing science behind boxing. And when I grew up, honestly, there were more elite fighters with spotty records 
than there were undefeated people. Like undefeated is a spectacle. Yep. Like you really have to like back then you had to fucking earn that shit. Absolutely. It's so rare. So and I'm not saying I'm not saying these guys aren't earning it in the ring today, but there are so many more undefeated spectacles now. It's all the streak versus the streak. That's yep. every fight. That's the only fights I even watch now because that's the the marketing they're doing for it. Yep. I, give me somebody who's 25 and 5 but knocking people the fuck out. I'm tuning in for that shit. Yeah. The divisions need to be more robust because now every belt's fucking unified. So I think Haney unified like four lightweight championships. There's too many boxing titles to be exact. Don't get me wrong. There's a billion of them. So the fact that we're just unifying all of them and then making these mega fights, that only gets you so far. And it's the same problem I said about the UFC is, yeah, you have these amazing fighters on top. And some divisions, there's some great stars. There's a lot of meaty divisions. But there's a few <clears throat> heavyweight where <laughs> you have one guy like John Jones and no one else even remotely looks like they can compete. No. That's a problem. It's fun for a casual fan. It's fun for someone like me to talk about on a podcast. But at the end of the day, time is fucking ticking. So where are the scrappers? And in boxing, I think it's more important than ever to have those robust divisions where anyone's a threat and the, the playing field's a little <clears throat> more evened out. Because right now, this judging call... Makes it sound like you just wanted to make sure Devin Haney kept that zero in his record. And that's exactly that's fucked up. Yeah, that's exactly what I thought too. Mm -hmm. um, they just want Devin Haney to keep that zero because at this point it's just a, a a marathon of undefeateds. Exactly. If you're not undefeated, you're like worthless, which yeah. is so stupid in a sport. And you know, and you know what? I think we're going to hit that corner in boxing and it, it, it's going to turn back to how it was when uh you had the four horsemen you know sugar ray duran yeah. uh tommy hearns and uh marvin Hagler. you know yes i think with with this fight coming up you said where all the scrappers at earl spence jr bud crawford mm -hmm. i think I like this, it this fight of the century right here and i'm i'm all about that one this this fight right here this will change boxing because people are gonna go wow that was a fucking ph phenomenal fight one yeah. of them they're so good. One of them is going to get knocked out. That's great. It's, it's yeah. It, it's it's inevitable. Like either Bud's going to knock out Spence or Spence is going to knock out Bud. I got Spence, but that's a conversation for another day. I mean, but anyway, what I'm yeah, saying, we'll, we'll get to that. Yes, this is going to be when boxing changes and all of the best fighters are going to start fighting each other because of Earl Spence and Terrence Bud Crawford. I sure hope so. That's good for the sport. That's what the sport needs: an injection of violence. And some real stakes and some scrappy fighters filling out these divisions. Mm -hmm. Then you bring those people back and make sure your judges aren't fucking pulling that bullshit. Yeah. Because that's gonna kill it all over again. Yeah. And and stop with the notion of, oh, then don't let it go to the judges. Like, yeah, that's UFC, I get saying that, because you're doing everything. You're trying to kill yeah. somebody there. Boxing, that's so much more technical. So like, much more technical. Going to the judges is so much more involved in boxing in the <clears throat> ufc it's five it's three to five rounds so if you're not knocking somebody out you're seeing it as like a piece of shit so like yeah or tapping I, them I, out again something. boxing so strictly hands strictly right. mitts so, so you, if you can't do this in 15 rounds we get it yeah <laughs> it's 15 yeah. rounds man and we we understand that shit we understand yeah. yeah but we'll see about that that's I, I agree with everything you're saying it's just controversial i don't think it's a robbery but that one judge, your soul is in question. In in high question. Very high question. Okay. Well, 
let's pivot back to the NBA because that is top of mind, especially for me. But we had game four of Nuggets and Lakers. You got some shit to say, don't you? Not much. Not much. (laughs) And here's the thing. And you you called me out on the phone, too, and you're like, it didn't count because you didn't have conviction in your words. You're absolutely right. I was very nervous about this series. I wasn't sure what the hell was going to happen. Even with with the Nuggets up 3-0, it's LeBron, it's LA. I get the narrative. We talk about propping people up in the NBA. So a, a universe in which LeBron James gets swept in a conference final was foreign to me. I did not understand that that possibility even existed, which mm-hmm. is a testament to how great he is. I'm not going to take away from that. And I'm not going to sit here and bash LeBron for not showing up because, by all rights, he tried to put the team on his back. That's Oh, you, you see him in the first quarter? I, what do you have, like 31, 32 yeah. in the first, in the first she, half? In the first like, quarter, he had like 21. Right. Some clearly, shit like that clearly <laughs> the man was on a fucking mission. So, like, He said, I, if we lose, it. it's going to be because of y'all. <laughs> right. <laughs> because of me. It ain't going to be because of me. <laughs> uh, I mean, the guy put up 40 points. So, like... There's not much else that he could have done. And even with all that being said, at the very last second, he almost pulled it off. Oh, and he's almost 40. He's almost 40. He almost <laughs> snuck one out. But the Lakers got eliminated. Mm-hmm. And Nikola Jokic is just on a different fucking level right now. It's kind of nuts to see. Man. Um, all, all those like, he was hitting them all series. I kept coming on here and telling you, look, if Nikola Jokic is hitting crazy shots like that, they're, they're just going to win. That You can't do nothing about it. Right. He's over hitting step back, one leg step backs, looking like Dirk from the three-point line, step back on AD. That, I screamed when I saw that. That fucking rainbow on the one back. He did it slow as hell. Took him like, the whole shot clock what? to get that shot off. And he wet that. That shit was net. Oh, I looked I, up like, huh? I was like, what the fuck? I think I woke yeah, up man. with my kids. This man walk around fat as hell with one hand on his hip on the court, right. busting everybody ass. Oh my god! Once he hit that shot, I was like, "Oh, this might be over." <laughs> no, I knew it was done. That, that, that I knew kind it was of shot. Done. That's a game changing shot. Jokic and Murray even hitting shots like that the, the whole series, and yeah. to make matters even worse for the Lakers, all in the fourth quarter. <laughs> yeah, the Lakers have always held the lead. In, like I believe they've always held the lead. From what I remember, I think um, you're right. In every game, they've they've held a lead coming into the fourth or during the fourth. Right. And they just end up getting fucking smacked in the end because mm. because LeBron has a weakness that no one wants to talk about. We're gonna talk about it. You got to be a tall European big that can hit <laughs> step back threes. <laughs> oh, that's all. That's the that's all. That's all. Look, got it. I mean, and no, no, no. Lori Marketing ain't gonna cut it. I knew I was literally gonna say Lori Marketing. <laughs> he ain't gonna cut out it. of my head. <laughs> no, you're going to need a Dirk Nowitzki. You're going to need yes. a Nikola Jokic. Mm-hmm. You think of all the teams of LeBron or, oh no, and Hito Turkoglu. That's a, wow. That's a good point. Yeah. I completely like, I, forgot not, about him. Can't make this shit up. Right. Look, Hito Turkoglu bust the Cavs' ass. <laughs> that's that's true. Dirk Nowitzki bust the Heat's ass. Oh, yeah. And what do Jokic just do? Shred mm. <laughs> him. It's just these tall them. European bigs that can hit step back threes. Can't do nothing with them. Success. Mm, mm, Hats mm, off to Denver, man. I, I've been I've been talking shit about y'all all year. I, I ain't gonna lie. And guess what? <laughs> and guess what? 
It ain't fucking stopping because you're going to lose <laughs> in the fucking East. You're going to lose whoever come out the East. You're going to lose in Miami. Oh, you're going to lose in Boston. It don't fucking matter. You're going to lose. You're the most overrated one seed of all time. Y'all ain't going to win this wow. championship. Even if y'all win this championship, y'all ain't going to give y'all no credit because Carmelo ain't on the team. Oh, <laughs> yes. And shout out to Carmelo Anthony, who officially retired. I loved his game. Watched him coming out of college. Like, just, oh, man. What man. a career. I really wish he ended up with a ring. And I get that he's fine with without it, but one of the best to lace him up. Speaking of Carmelo and rings, if he just would have got drafted by Detroit, he would have had a ring. Just saying. We, Bro, <laughs> we won a ring with rookie Darko. Bro, we took rookie we took rookie Darko to the fucking finals. You're not wrong. Imagine what we would have done with Carmelo. I don't want... Oh, gosh. That would have set Chicago back even further than they are now. Like, look, this, this is the... <laughs> I, I just want to... I just want people to think about this and then we could continue to, talking about present-day NBA. Sure. Our starting five... Could have could have either had Tayshawn Prince in it for defense or Carmelo in it for for the offense. Mm-hmm. One of them could have been the sixth man for you know the same reason. True. Um. So if you put two and two together, uh, the 0-4 Pistons struggled offensively. That's true. They still fucking won a championship. Yeah, right? that was the most improbable win I've seen in a long time too. We four won the Kobe and Shaq Lakers. Like right, like what? No one, no one saw that. No one saw that. That didn't make sense. I didn't even see that. I, uh, Kobe, oh, we're done for. Right. That's, that's how the story goes. Yeah. Especially um, how, if you know how I feel about Kobe, yeah. <laughs> oh, right. So, um, and yeah, I can't explain that one. Like I said, the Pistons struggled offensively. You throw Carmelo in there who doesn't struggle on offense, but struggles on defense, which he doesn't have to play anymore because he has a team full of lockdown defenders. Right. That sounds like a recipe Ooh. for a championship or two or maybe four. But what do I know? <laughs> What could have happened? What could have been? We just we could speculate all day about it, but I, I'll go to two K and do it. Fuck it. Yeah, I was just yeah. That's that's where you have to go to make these <laughs> dreams a reality. Apparently, yeah. But um, yes. Now I have a question for you, sir. Uh oh. Now since the Lakers are out, mm. where do they go from here? So there's only one real answer, and I don't care what's going to be the wrong answer, but I have a feeling they're going to lose Austin Reed and. Austin Reeves, I think, came on very strong in the playoffs. He clearly made some money for himself. A team is going to pay him well. I was going to say overpay. I don't think it's an overpay. I think he actually brings a lot to the table. So this is typical LeBron. And here's the thing. All of a sudden, the very second that the Lakers were eliminated, the retirement talk started popping up again. And LeBron, even all he only said, all he said was, I have to think about my future. I have to take some time and think. Which is the fucking tagline that every person in his position says. Even Aaron Rodgers said that shit. I knew it. It was coming. It takes some time to think about it. Tom Brady said the same shit. Then he came back in six weeks once he figured out Giselle didn't love him anymore. So, (laughs) the second LeBron said that, I was like, you're not going anywhere. LeBron is not retiring, people. He's not retiring. Man's just had an all-NBA season. He's good. He's he's fine. He's fine. (laughs) And he played what? Like, 50 games? Like, he's fine. He, was, he wants to play with his son still. He's he in a position. Uh, yeah, his son's about to go to USC. So, like, yep. clearly LeBron doesn't have to play an entire season for him to get his team where it needs to be. And as much as I can't stand the fucking Lakers, they're built pretty fucking solid. This playoff proved there's not a ton of work to do to make them come right back to this spot again next year. LeBron is LeBron because he's going to do the same thing he did in Cleveland, where all of a sudden he has 
all the power to make any move. He's going to give you the wish list of people to go for. He's going to be in every meeting about the future of the franchise. LeBron is now the GM of the Lakers because that's what happened in Cleveland. He became the GM in Cleveland. I don't care if it was official or not. You know he was the one pulling the strings. He was the one making the roster moves and all that bullshit. So what's next for the Lakers? Whatever LeBron wants them to do. He's going to make some moves to try to get them another star maybe. I'm seeing the Kyrie talk keep bubbling. I don't know if that's going to really happen, but he's clearly going to make a move for one more star to try to make this one more fucking run before he either waits for his son or hangs it up completely. Mm. But he is not, he clearly can still play the game at a very high level. He's not going anywhere. So the Lakers are going to just, they're going to do what he wants. And honestly, they should. They should. They should. I'm not knocking him at all for that. Like, they're one or two pieces away from actually being a championship contender here. So, yeah, you don't have to do much. Um, here's what I would do if I was the Lakers. Hmm. Um, first, I would explore trade possibilities with Anthony Davis. Ooh. You can, LeBron cannot, LeBron's 38. He's, he'll be 39, damn near 40 next season. All right. That's right. He cannot continue taking over games like what he did, had to do in game four. There's, n- there's, there's no reason why Anthony Davis shouldn't have punched Jokic in Game Four. I said the same thing to you. <laughs> yeah, like there's no reason why he shouldn't have. Look, right. You are in the prime of your career. You were once considered a top five player in this league. Oh yeah. Uh, you you can do everything on the court. That's true. But you are severely getting outplayed by Nikola Jokic. That is unacceptable. I'm sorry. Absolutely. Absolutely. You, like you you couldn't even come. You weren't even competing with Jokic. Nope. Jokic, Jokic is looking like KD on you. <laughs> <laughs> You're not wrong though. That's so man. Just based off that, I'm AD is a great player, but you yeah. can't show up whenever you want to when you're trying to win a championship. You got to always show up on time and right. always be ready to play. I'll try to trade him for Damian Lillard. <clears throat> okay, in my head, I had Damian Lillard too. I would fucking hate that, but <laughs> but for the Lakers, yes, it makes a bunch of sense and that's kind of what i had in my head when i said like he's gonna try to get one more star lillard was like the big flashing red fucking light that lillard, i didn't want to say out loud because i'm like i shudder to think that he would just get another fucking mega star like that but oh, oh but oh i wasn't done there, there's another move that's going to uh-oh. be made oh you know you, you mentioned austin reeves is gonna go bye-bye he's gone i think he's gone that's 20 million dollars you could play with that's true um d'angelo russell he can get moved too yeah I was thinking about Russell too. And you take that cap space that you got, that twenty million plus. I think I forgot what D'Angelo Russell's cap hit is. I think it's right. in the thirties, if I'm correct. Okay, could be wrong. You can afford a Kyrie Irving. See, Kyrie was, was there. He was sitting right, right, mm. right court side. You feel me? Yep, when D'Angelo yep, Russell yep. was on the bench, mm. you, you don't think Kyrie Irving was thinking, "Damn, what if I was in the game?" Right. And we talked about Kyrie and the Dallas Mavericks when the trade happened, and I'm. Pretty positive you and I both were like, I don't see that lasting. It did make sense. I don't see it lasting more than the season. It was just kind of like a whatever it takes to get rid of him kind of deal. But now the Lakers are in a position where they can make that a reality and put the LeBron and Kyrie show back together, which goddamn help us all if that's the case. But I absolutely agree with both those moves, especially the AD thing. I just want to touch base on that one more time. And I mentioned this to you on the phone. Jokic had five fouls in the fourth. 
How do you not run AD in his fucking grill the whole time? You Bro. make his ass foul out and you win that game. He's a fucking center too. Right. It's like, easy to get centers to foul out. Done. Where so, are they? So easy. In the paint. Right in the paint. That's foul country. Like the fact that they didn't use him at all like that. And I didn't know if it was a coaching thing or if AD was just fucking scared as shit. No. One no, of no. those two things is true. There's right. a reason why LeBron had the ball majority mm. of the time. Or he got gassed at the end. So he did. Yeah. Chill, but there's a reason why they didn't run anything for AD like that. It's because he's not that guy. He's not that guy. So he's not that guy. And that's the thing. If you're not that guy, then yeah, you, you might want to get sailing here, buddy. But the fact that, that was what I was looking for. As soon as Jokic hit five, I was like, oh, this is a wrap. He's going to fall out in two seconds because they're going to put AD right on him. And it just never fucking happened. So I was like, wow. Like the fact that they lost like that was, I pointed directly to that moment. I said, it's AD. It's AD not doing his fucking job. Like, but yeah, I would keep Darvin Ham too. Honestly, I, would keep him. I, think, I think he's, he's a, a great coach. coach, especially mm-hmm. for that. That lineup, that style, I think you keep him where he is. Yeah. Don't get all trigger happy like these other teams and cutting their fucking coaches. Every well, you didn't seconds. win a championship, so you're not oh, good enough. Bye. Bye. Oh, you won a championship two years ago. Bye. Let's not do that. <laughs> I think Han was a good spot there. So, yeah. So, yeah. I agree with that. With you. Let us move on to our last topic of the night, and that is another game four with the Boston Celtics and the Miami Heat is on the Heat. Mm-hmm have been killing the Celtics in the first three games. So coming back to Miami, game four, sweep on the line, and the Celtics pulled the fuck out and got the win in a very solid fashion, I might add. Very impressive, actually. I um, I was waiting for a game like this from the Celtics. Yeah. And I was also waiting for a game like this from the Heat. Um, oh, yeah. For those who have been living under a rock. We there haven't it dropped is. it at all one time this whole this whole episode. I can't believe it. Wow. <laughs> That's crazy. If you've been living under a rock and haven't been paying attention to this series or to the NBA season, in fact. There's some the Miami Heat has struggled from three this entire year. I think they were one of the worst teams shooting. I don't know the percentages because you know I don't pay attention to numbers. I just watch. It's bad. I can it's tell bad? you it's bad. Okay. I, I I don't know the numbers, but I know they're one of the worst three point shooting teams in the league. Yeah. One of the best three point shooting teams in the league were Boston. That's right. For some reason, Boston turned into Miami, and Miami turned into Boston. That's right. Absolutely. Miami couldn't miss, and Boston couldn't hit. And yesterday was the first day. Things kind of went back to normal. Absolutely. Uh, for both teams. And so um, I wasn't surprised, um, but I was also thinking, like, why did it take this long for Boston to get going? Because it's, it's not like they didn't have what it took. Right. Or what it takes to win, because they clearly have the roster. The, we know the, they have the to roster. To win a championship. Absolutely. They clearly do. It's just, what is it? it, it is it that, the, it's not that they're young and inexperienced, because nope. they've been here before. Yep. Uh, I honest to God don't know. And I've yeah, watched like, these I, Celtics games, and we've mentioned Jason Tatum before. When he falls apart, you need Jalen Brown to step up. And if the two of them are working well together, then everything's flourishing. Yeah. I mean, you can't stop that shit. No, but for yeah. some reason, we have yet to really see, other than maybe a couple instances, where that entire Celtics team is firing all cylinders, where the two stars are killing it. So, yeah, you talk about the three points, that was a huge, huge difference in this game, where the Celtics, they had 40% from three. Like, Yeah, see? Yeah, yeah. Like, and that's insane. He and shot he by like 25%. 20. Oh, yeah, see? Yeah, yeah, 25%. see? I fucking knew it. <laughs> right. The literally, yeah, he, uh, Celtics were eighteen forty five 
and the Heat were eight for thirty-two. That's a thirty-point difference in just threes. And they, they won. They won by damn near thirty. Almost. Exactly. Yeah, one sixteen to ninety-nine. So that shows you, like, stick with your wheelhouse. You got your guys firing. Tatum ended up with thirty-three points. You know, Jalen Brown ad- added another seventeen, but he was all over the boards. Horford I was, gonna was say, great on the board. So, like, I was gonna say, yep, the role players stepped up. The role players stepped up. The defense stepped up. The bench actually not bad. Even fucking S. Williams right now got fourteen points off the bench. So. You know, they bounced back in a very pivotal game. And, yeah, I understand I was in Miami, so even I was kind of like, I don't know. But you knew Boston was going to come out desperate. You knew they were going to play their ass off. And mm-hmm. for all his credit, even Jimmy Butler is like, we're not sweating it. We're going to drink a few beers tonight, and we're going to take care of them next game. Because we knew the desperate Celtics were coming, and now it's going back to Boston. They might get a little too comfortable. So, no, uh, I, don't, Boston I don't think is- it's over. Boston's actually better on the road than they are at home. See, uh, so I I say all that. Okay, <laughs> I was gonna ask you, but I'm just gonna go ahead and answer the question. I was gonna ask oh, you. And- so does this mean Boston has a chance? And in my opinion, they absolutely do not have a chance. No, God, no. Now it's just over in five. If it's not five, I'm still saying six. Just they might get an emotional win here, but as soon as it gets back to Miami, it's fucking over. It's no, I think over. I think Jimmy Butler's petty, and I think he purposely oh, yeah. Boston. I think he purposely wants to win in Boston. I can definitely see that. Yeah, that's gonna fuel his fires trying to take it from him in their own fucking home. That's that's amazing. I love that yeah. mentality. Yeah. But no, let's be quite frank. Sorry, Celtics. If you know anything about basketball in the history of the NBA, there has never, ever been a team to go 0-3 in a playoff series and come back to win. It's never happened. Never. So, Celtics, history is very much against you. I think that still they are very evenly matched when everything is firing the way they're supposed to, but nah, bro. This is done. Nah, you came alive too late. I'm sorry. Way too late. It was cool to see it, but this is done. They have all the time in the world to smother Boston and figure this out and get to the finals. Where honestly, Miami and Denver is a final. Who the fuck saw that coming? And I'm here for it. That would be. Nobody saw that shit coming. Nobody, Nobody saw, saw that shit coming. You gave me a hundred guesses at the beginning of the postseason. This this combo, I never would have gave you. Like never would have gave you. What? I never would have gave you Denver. I probably gave you right. Miami. Maybe Miami. Miami yeah. But Denver, Denver definitely not. Y'all know how I feel about Denver. I I'm not even gonna say it. It's well documented. <laughs> Y'all know how I feel. <laughs> Well, yeah, same way New York knows how I feel. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, yeah, we're going to see. We're going to see. Celtics, I think time is up. But if you don't do, if you don't get the plug pulled on you at home, you're damn sure getting it on the road. So, oh, no, it's coming. It's done at home. I feel like it might be done at home. It's it's done at five. It's done at five. Hey, hey, having LeBron at home, like, you're not bulletproof. It can fucking happen. But the comeback, sir. No sway. Nope, nope. Well, another one in the books, my friend. What do you guys say to your fans? Man, another one in the books. Man, I appreciate y'all for, 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 for hanging out with us, man, and just, just bearing with us as we 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 took you on a roller coaster through this this episode of of uh of um I don't know what to call it, of love triangles and boxing <laughs> squares and <laughs> boxing basketball squares. courts. I and... thought you forgot the name of the podcast for a second. I was like, wow. <laughs> maybe <laughs> maybe your little hitter should be a sponsor. That's some powerful shit. <laughs> <laughs> but uh man we appreciate y'all sticking with us man uh 
Hopefully, I have another. No, 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 I don't. Because then, damn. Okay, so my next story for you might be two episodes from now. Might okay. Be. Might be because <laughs> just because of how we set up our second date and the day we record, and you know, you know, sometimes things don't overlap. But I feel you. I feel. I have you. another story for you, most likely two episodes from now. And do you have I, the second date like planned out already? Like you know what oh, you're yeah, gonna look. do? Oh yeah, yeah. Look, so we uh, we're gonna go go karting. Nice. And then we're gonna uh, we're gonna go VR. Like so, we're gonna go like. Oh, okay. Like, yeah. So video yeah, games. But, yeah. I, I want to see how she is in competition. Yes. Um, I want to see. Cause you know, uh, I'm. I've said it before. Like competition in sports, it's a direct representation of life. Absolutely, they're mirrors of each other. So you know how she is in competition is gonna be how she is in life in certain ways. And I, I really want to just analyze her. Like, yeah, I want to go there and have fun, and we're definitely gonna have fun. Yeah, but I want to analyze her. That's dope. Yeah. So that'd be very nice. Yes. Hopefully, you know, good vibrations in the air for you for uh, having a successful second date, man. Yes, sir. That Kundalini energy. You feel me? That's right. Put it all in the air, man. Put it all in yes, the air. Bur- burn the sage. Yes, oh, sir. Man. You already know. <laughs> uh, my last words to the fans, you know, like he said, just very thankful. We-, we keep getting good feedback for the few people who are still listening who, again, if you haven't told anybody, tell somebody now. Put Push pause and tell the person next to you. I don't care if it's a random stranger on the bus. He's like, hey, check this shit out. You should listen to this fucking podcast. These guys are fucking funny. I don't <laughs> care who it is. Fuck- Right. Well, yeah. Yeah. I don't care. Because you never know, right? You never know. But yeah. like I said, we're we're coming alive with much more content for you. Still cranking out the YouTube videos. Make sure you check us out, Bank Bro Show on YouTube and Facebook at Bank Bro Show on the Insta. And we are the Bank Bro Show at gmail.com. So many ways for you to indulge in our lively conversations, many ways for you to reach out to us. Let us know what you think. We want to hear your questions. Um, securing more guests as we speak. I hopefully next week we will have a guest who is very knowledgeable in basketball. I've been speaking with him a lot, and mm. he would be quite entertaining. So hopefully for there, don't hold me to it. Everybody's schedule is crazy, but yeah, that is the hope that we'll bring him in soon. Oh, uh, yeah. Other than that, just keep on, keep on keeping on. That's all we can keep do. On right? Keeping on, keep on keeping on. All right, sir. Are you going to try the tagline again this time? I will try it this time. The whole thing. The whole, whole thing. thing. Okay. Throw my little flavor into it. I'm ready. I'm ready. Let's hear it. We are the bank bros. We are in your city. Woo! You can bank on that. <laughs> <laughs> I like it. Lock, lock.